I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Well, nine times. The Utes beat the Cougars. You suck. Nine times. You suck. Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Arrival. Scott Mitchell and Jason Buck here. And, of course, uh, we're going to do a little talking about the old Utes and the Cougars. Oh, you're, you got to see the <laughs> smug look on Scott's face. I, I, I had such a hard time coming in today. I was like, I'm, I've got to face the music, Why? man, and this is painful. Oh, it's not painful. It's going to be painful in a little while because uh, we have we have some. <laughs> My Cougs lost, man. Nine years in do. a row. What the heck? Yes, nine times. What the heck, Mrs. Bueller? I'm going to cry. Nine I times. Honestly, I'm going to have ulcers over this. Yeah, you should, and because your team's not very good. It's wow. Well, they weren't. You know, I can't say they were good. Not in no, that game. I, I they they say didn't look. Very, they didn't. You know what? They didn't look very good in that game, and they played below the level I expected them to play, which I think they could have played. I think they could have played much better. I expected the game to be more than it was. I really did. Yeah, I, it me was, too. I, actually, when it was over, I was a little bit bored. I was oh. just like, the, I, I just, I thought, I don't know. I, I just thought there was there was going to be more from it. But, I agree. but let's let's talk about it. And so um, we're, we're going to talk about it from a Utah perspective. So, so our focus just because we're all supposed to live in Scotch Utah world. No, because we're going to okay. do another episode on BYU okay, from but, the BYU perspective. Yeah, all but, right, so, so we're balanced. So yeah, fair and balanced. <laughs> fair and this, balanced. This episode is strictly about nine times. Okay, <laughs> and I've got to survive this. Uh, okay, yeah, and and just so you know, you're, you'll have to survive it for a year because. It's a it's a year until they play again. Oh my gosh! Can, can we can we also and, do an episode and reminisce back when BYU did it nine years in a row? Yeah, and I and would love reminisce to, of no, those. I understand how that is. The yonder years where right, so, I existed. Um, let, let me ask you this question first: What things after watching the game do you know for certain about Utah? Not what they might be or could be, but what. After watching that first thing, is there anything that you see from the Utah football team you go, I know this for sure right now? You know, what I liked about Utah is they lived up to everything I expected them to do and what Whittingham should have done. Their offensive line came out and established themselves, and they ran the ball very good. They ran a ball, and they stayed with it, and they were patient. And BYU was a little scrappy early in the game, and were you know hanging in there, hanging in there. But like any great running team, 
you wear them down. And then you see the, you know, mid-second quarter, definitely going into the third quarter, you're like going, oh, the floodgates are starting to open. And that was, you know, Joe Gibbs 101, right? And they just wore them down. And so establishing the line of scrimmage, showing a really good offensive line, good running back, discipline of staying with that game plan, I was like... All right, they're doing it right. Okay, so and that's a, that's a synopsis. One thing. Yeah. Well, what do you know? So what that they just that Utah was as advertised. That they're a good football team. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm saying I'm saying they're as and they did what I would want would that what I would game plan right. They came out and they went after a weaker BYU defense. You know they they knew what they were up against and they they had a great game plan and they they played well. I it answered some of the. You know, questions I had that we had going into the season is can the offensive line come together? And so you you think you know that after this game? Yeah, you they, thought they looked pretty good. I thought they looked pretty good. good. Here, looked pretty here, here's good. what I know: and the running back looked very good. That's what I know. Zach yeah. Moss is as advertised. Yes, Zach Moss is as advertised. And, and you know what it is for me about him after watching him now for a couple of years. He has this uncanny ability to get something out of nothing or, or very little. There, there are some running backs who, when they hit the line of scrimmage, they tend to run into someone. They tend to fall down. They tend to – and he finds the smallest creases, and he just he – makes, he makes these plays. He, he just it, – it's almost like a mouse trying to fit through a crack in your, your wall. He just – he finds a way to contort his body and still do it with, like – like a burst with energy yeah and he'll and he'll make and and it'll be like a six yard gain or it'll be a a four yard gain or it's just there's there's a there's this unique ability to always find positive yards you you very rarely see him get negative yards or minus yards and you're just watching you and there's this this tremendous patience that he has and then he and then he hits a burst. You know, I think I think there was one play I watched. It was a fourth down and maybe one or something. And he should have cut back to the left, and he stayed more to the right. And it was like, wow, that was that was even odd because he's usually pretty good at finding finding that little hole. And so he he definitely for me is is as ad, as advertised as you possibly could be. I 100% agree. It's so if I'm going in order of what I liked on the offensive side, number 1 is Moss and he absolutely lived up to it. Number 2 would be the O-line. Now they were against a weaker BYU defense, not a University of Washington, you know, defense. Right. So they're going to have some bigger challenges, but it was a good opener. It was a much better opener for them than a Weber State or, you know, some 1AA. Now that, of course, there's some one double A's that beat the big schools this last week. Yeah, there were, so, there so, were some shockers. I mean, BYU's next opponent. BYU, was, the way they played, wow. might have had a hard time against Weber State last week. So, but I, I honestly, I think the O line made a very good step forward of seeing what we got to see over the long run. And then defensively, you know what? They came in with a four man front, they got to the quarterback with four man pressure. Um, you know, they, they, they looked really good. They looked really good on defense. I, mean, so, I think they lived up to their you know, expectations on defense as well. Um, let me give you something else that I think they, they know from this game. This is kind of a negative. Okay. They, they got a problem with their kicking game. Oh, yep. You know, the kicking and, game doesn't matter. No, I'm kidding. 
But it's, it does if you're at Utah. You know what? And what's surprising is I'm gonna make a you, little little joke. You know little funny. I, you Kyle know Whittingham is Mr. Special Teams, Mr. Kicking Game. He's like the All American kicker. That's where the big awards that University of Utah wins for their athletes and their players are kickers and punters. Do you know, you know why that none is? None of the big positions, but the no, kickers I, and punters. Believe me, I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm, embar- like, I'm embarrassed. I'm like, by what it. the heck? You never see Kyle come out with a bad kicking game. Right, and they have I was one. Shocked. I was have, shocked. They have one. They have, yeah. they have they have one and um for those reasons it's it, it's surprising but do you know why they've had a good kicking game through the years do do, do you know the reason well he put a lot of emphasis on it and no. he recruited he, no. he had a good kicking coach no none of that none of that matters no okay you know why it's good cuz they're so bad on offense <laughs> Serious. That's, that's they have is. to live on it. Yeah, okay. Like, uh, like, okay. Like we're not going to get a first down, so we need a guy that punt. we we just play field position. So our punter is going to punt the ball like ten thousand times. I'll tell you in a season. And you know what happens when a guy punts the ball a lot? He gets in a really good rhythm. I was telling you, it's a lot easier. Dude, you get on the field a lot, and you just feel comfortable. I will you, tell you, if we had a stronger kicking game in '85, we would have played for the national championship two years in a row. Absolutely. We lose to UCLA on five turnovers. We went out. Two turnovers went back for pick sixes. The other three, we went out right on the field. Never even got a first down off of it. But they had an All-American kicker that kicked um, like three 45, 50-yard field goals against us. We just went out on the field, stopped, and they had like 150 yards total offense in the game. And they went it on a great field goal kicker. And we were missing some extra points. And, you know, st- we couldn't go for field goals sometimes because we didn't, you know, believe in our situation. And it was – it would have absolutely won a couple of close games that would have put us in the national championship instead of, you know, top ten. Just kicking game is absolutely uh, something you, no, you make jokes good. about, but you got to have. When your team stinks. And they can't score touchdowns, so they got to kick field goals all the time. So yeah, you get, that's you get a good a point. That's a good point. That's what it they, is? They had to. They weren't scoring touchdowns. So I'm still not. I'm still not sold on Huntley being just an awesome, awesome quarterback. He's a great runner. We'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. Okay. But I saw a play that I think was one of the best plays I've seen maybe ever by a player from Utah. Okay. Tell me about it. Oh, no, we're going to take a break. I'll tell you when we come back. Welcome back to uh, Rivals here. Scott, Jason. Jason's like chippy today. He is just like. <laughs> I am. And, I am. And Roxy's, she's not happy either. And this whole waxing thing is. It, it's it's it, got us like it, amped yes, up today. The, 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 the Buck family is not happy today. My wife's not happy. I You're over there at the big grin with all your wax tools out on the table already getting ready to wax the U into my chest. I mean, man. Nobody else at BYU would go through what I'm going through right now for my school. I want to see Bosco do it. Can I? Well, I, I want to see Bosco. I want to see a little QB. So just so a you know, cute little QB. Just so you know, they do have, that for their school. They, they they gave game predictions, right? Uh huh. No, no prediction from Bosco. He didn't no, give any prediction. And no prediction from John Beck. 
everyone else from BYU said, oh, BYU's going to win. It's going to be a close game, but BYU's going to win. Yeah, I gave them 23-17. Yeah. I thought they could manage it. And well, they did not. Um, yes, it's... it's. Uh, Stop playing with that wax while you're talking to me. Well, it's just... I think it's interesting. You're just, yeah, you're oh, just like oh relishing this way too much. Oh, this is sticky. So I have oh. this wax. It's all-purpose honey. And... And oh my goodness, Jason, this is just gooey. Oh, wow. Look at that stuff. Oh, you guys, everybody be, out there listening. This is going to be fun. It's, I'm going to have blood. I'm gonna have, there's going to be blood. This is going to be fun. Uh, yeah, so uh, later today, we're going to wax Jason. We're going to put a nice U in, in his chest hairs. You know what? You know what, man? I'm a D lineman. I, I kind of like a, I like a little bit of pain. I might, I, I might really enjoy see, this. See, I think that, that's what I think. I think you're going to relish this. Uh, the pain. Not it's going to take me back to my football I'm days. I'm going to relish it. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. So there was this play in the game, and you're going to appreciate this. And this is, this is Bradley and I, who has been recognized as one of the top defenders for Utah's preseason all-conference player, a lot of people you know, are saying he's the most ready NFL prospect at defensive end in the Pac-12. And he made this play, and it was when Zach Wilson threw an interception. And I watched it when, you know, when I was broadcasting on the radio, and I just said that, that play was all on Bradley and I. He was on the edge, and his get-off, he was, he was two steps in the backfield before any BYU offensive lineman except the guy trying to block him and all of the Utah defensive linemen, and he had this in- incredible get-off, right? Yeah. And, and and he gets the edge, and he's being blocked by a 300-pound guy. So your your whole speed and momentum is going around a corner, and you have some you know big guy pushing you. That's hard. Yeah. It, it just shows a tremendous ability of athleticism and – and so he's pushed by the quarterback. And and in the quarterback's mind, he's like, he's gone. In most people's mind, they're like, he's gone. This guy is not, you know, he's not in the play. Well, he immediately changes direction. So he's going past Zach Wilson on the right, and he changes direction immediately and goes back and dives and barely gets Zach Wilson as he throws the ball, which altered the throw and Francis Bernard picks it off, which I thought was an incredible uh, – just one of uh, – the effort, the uh, the athleticism in it, the whole thing was just a super impressive play to me. And it was one of those things that, you know, I was asking you earlier, what do we know? Like what 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 do we know about who who Utah is right now? And we know this defensive line is, is, is a real legitimate challenge. Yeah, for anybody they play. Yep. All right. So I know we've talked about what we know. You brought it up before. I want to know what we don't know. And Tyler Huntley and his comfort level in their offense, I'm not convinced of yet. I don't know where Tyler Huntley is right now. Uh, you know what? I agree. And I first, you know, since you touched on a uh, subject that's very dear to me, we're going to hit that a little bit first. And that is the whole game is built around defensive ends. A defensive lineman, and that was a huge moment for a defensive lineman. And I agree, that was the big impact of the game. Was Anai? I don't know if the whole game's game. built around defensive linemen. Let's not get. Cra- let's not in have, my world. Let's not have crazy talk now, Jason. 
But I will. But th- here, okay. I, I did. I, I did talk about an eye being the big player of the year. I, it was great hustle. The offensive lineman didn't stay keep hustling himself and had the same effort that an eye did. Great get off. It was that. That is what BYU has got to get to to be a great team again. Is to have four D linemen like they used to have. They can get to the quarterback like an eye did. That is pretty pretty simple looking at it. Do you want me to help you out? I'll give you some props today because I I'm I don't want to say I'm feeling sorry for you because I'm not. It's just oh I know I have no sympathy from you. But I will tell you this: defensive linemen can have outside of quarterbacks. I think the biggest single impact on a game of any player. Yeah, and and the reason I say quarterbacks because they touch the ball all the time on offense. They're just they're just. It's there's so many oppor- like a, there's so many opportunities for a quarterback. Joe Montana, Dan Marino, When you have a Khalil Mack, or you have yeah. a JJ Watt, or you have an Aaron Don- Donald, you have some of these. They they change the game, but yeah. and, and not just not as a collective group, as individuals. When you have a guy that you cannot block individually, and you have to you have to get help, you have to chip him, whatever you yeah. have to do. It minimizes what the offense can do. It turned the Chicago Bears from a good defense into a phenomenal defense a year yeah. ago and made them a serious playoff contender with yeah. just that one guy. I agree. So, so defensive linemen are a huge deal. are a huge yeah. deal. All right. I said it. I'm done with it. All right. I now so have to, to Huntley. take a shower and like brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm now, just kidding. We're on to Huntley, though. Well, so and, here's, here's the thing. And, and it's, to me, it's really simple. When and I was concerned about this. I was like, because you know it intellectually, you have to learn a new offense, and you just know it intellectually, but you don't really fully know it game speed. You've never had to play in it game speed, so it's just it's going to be a process of of figuring things out. Because I'm watching the game, and I'm like, guys are open, yeah, like like wide open, and he yeah. and it's like they're right there, throw it, and and I know yeah. how that is when you. When you're going through it for the first time, you're like, "I'm not seeing it. I, I don't see it." And then, and he's a senior. I know, but he'll go back. It doesn't matter. It's like one one of the hardest times of right, the year. You can't say there's not, the it's hardest, a lack of experience. One of, no, no, no. I'm just not what I'm saying. I'm okay. saying it's lack of. It's a new offense. Like yeah, it, okay, it's just, okay. It, and so okay, it, but here's what happens. Every year, this the same thing happened to me. Was the first preseason game was always weird. And it was weird because you have a different color jersey on, so you never get hit in practice. You don't have you don't have a lot of live looks when you're a quarterback at any level. And then yeah. you get in that first preseason game, and now you're you're going back to your instinct, right? You play intuitively, instinctively, and and you you haven't had to deal, you haven't had to use that. And so all of a sudden you're using it for the first time and you're like, am I seeing things? Am I trusting this? Am I? And then you go back and you watch the film and you go, oh, everything's okay. But until you have that first game experience, Tyler Huntley, oh, yeah, yeah. Tyler Huntley's up there right now watching the game film going, oh my goodness. Yeah. Why did I throw wide that? open? And so, so next time he gets into a situation and that's what you're hoping for is he goes, all right, I figured this out. I, I'm more so. Why can't with the this. BYU coaches figure that out? Because you know what? Why in the heck does BYU not go hey, into that game hey, hey, hey. and the, put what, what, seven to eight guys in the, the box no, no, and say we're going to make Huntley this, throw the ball all day? This is the Utah we're segment. Not, okay. we'll, we'll talk about BYU later. I know, Calm but down. you're building my whole Calm argument. Down. Well, we can. Like, ar- I agree because Huntley just he, Huntley looks. He's like a 
athletic specimen to me. I mean, I think the guy runs great and he throws okay. If Zach Wilson he throws better on the run. If Zach Wilson was playing the starting quarterback for Utah with that running game and that game plan and that offensive line, they, Zach Wilson would have tore it up so much better than Huntley. Zach Wilson's better in the pocket. Yes. Tyler Huntley's better out of it. Yes. Like on the move. Like he, Tyler Huntley. Wilson's made a, much more of a pure quarterback. Yeah. yeah Going to yeah. read the field. No, no question about it. And yeah, I think that's always been the case. And, and yeah, okay, I'll wait. I'll hold it for my BYU segment because so, I, I agree with you that on that Huntley's still kind of the he's the he's the piece of this that I worry the most he's about. He's a gutty for kid, you. right? He's, he's a gutty he's, kid, but, he, but I'm not sure. Yeah, is he the one that's going to win the Pac-12 championship? Is, I don't is know he yet. the one that's going to get that extra one or two games? I know. I that, know. That's my. It's yeah. probably my biggest question mark. I know. Last last October, he played really well. And you started to see some pretty remarkable things from him. Um, we'll see if that continues because he got hurt. So I, I don't, yeah. and he hasn't made it through a season yet. So yeah. neither has Zach Moss. I mean, and that's a big question. It's a big question mark, but it's not because the team has has depth uh, at, at those positions. Yeah, experience depth too. Uh, all right. So here's the other thing that really it it concerns me is this Utah team has a lot of wide talented wide receivers and they were no, a no-show they did not get involved at all in this first game right and i'm like how do we get these guys uh involved in this so um you know there's like brenton covey had one catch yeah for yeah. four yards but if you can run the ball for eight to no, 15 yards I, I of carry i understand that but, right you but, never go away from it but this is where you want to develop your whole team you know it's not just what you know we just want to like you got to get these guys used to these. You know, Solomon Edis made an amazing catch in the third quarter on third down and eight, and it's the first time he's touched the ball in the entire game. And it's it's you know it's a quarter of the way through the third quarter, and he's getting his first touch. That's hard. That's hard to get into the flow of things oh, if you're a wide receiver. Yeah, uh, Samson Naku is another good receiver. Damari Simpkins is another good receiver for Utah, and and uh, um. Uh, Thompson is also, a, you know, and he—I mean—he's another one that uh, that needs to get involved in. And so, I—I I don't know if they're if I don't know that yet. That's the one, you know, between the kicking game and and how do you get these wide receivers involved in this? That's my concern. Yeah, yeah, and I—I I agree. That's part of that whole Huntley equation, right? I mean, Huntley. Because right now, if I'm a D coordinator for Washington or UCLA or USC or whoever, you know Stanford, I'm going. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna make Utah beat us throwing the ball right now until they do because their number one threat is very clear. It's the Moss and the running game. And I so think gonna, Utah can do that. They just need to develop it and just yeah, go. You know, have yeah. that really good balance. So that's the biggest question mark. Yeah, they, they've yep. got to develop it and prove that they can do it. Well, Jason, uh, is there anything else you'd like to say? Not, well, not about BYU. We'll get to that in another episode. We'll get to episode. BYU okay. in an episode. Utah, you know what? Utah, good news to Ute fans is I think they accomplished what they wanted to accomplish opening game. It's all good news for them. There's some few little questions going forward they got to take care of and you know improve on, but it was a good opening game to you know start rolling into the season with for an opener. Stuff sticky. <laughs> yeah, stop looking at that wax. <laughs> All right, this round of Rivals is over. And we're off to our corners. He's Jason Buck. That's Scott Mitchell. We are powered by KSLSports.com. You can find us on Facebook at the Rivals Podcast, on Twitter at the Rivals Show, and 
we're going to wax Jason here in not too far future. Oh, my gosh. So 